0: You are listening to The Fancy Black Lady. I'm your host, Jamila Carrington Smith. And I'm your host, Landria Seals Green. Welcome to the Fancy Black Lady podcast. I'm your host, Jamila Carrington Smith. And I'm your host, Landria Seals Green. And today we are talking about what Joe said and other communication gaffes. I, I said that right, correct? Did, did I? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I did. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's what we're talking <laughs> about today. Uh, He messed up, basically. He messed up. (laughs) I I want want to make sure I don't misquote Joe,
1: because who would want to do that?
0: Yes. So I don't want to misrepresent him.
1: I have a link to the Biden interview here, and he literally said it like in the very last, (laughs) the very last few seconds of the interview. Everything was scripted. I'm sure his handlers were like, "Good job, Joe." (laughs) (laughs) He (laughs) he just (laughs) insisted on messing up. It's crazy. Did he think his microphone was off, though? No, 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 he didn't. He was feeling good. All right. All right. Sorry about that. Take it right here. And he's... Here we go. He starts getting loose. Here we go.
2: I think he got decades and decades of studies from actual weed smoking. Yeah, I do. I know a lot of weed smoking. I want to ask you about your, your, your running mate. I don't know if you saw, well, I saw the day that a news report broke that uh, Amy Klobuchar was being vetted, and a lot of people on social media, they're not too happy about that. And um, it's because they want your running mate to be a black woman. I don't know if you saw the op-ed in the Washington Post about some of the leading black women voters in this country, and they feel these like black women are such a really important block. And black people saved your political life in the primaries this year. They have things they want from you, and one of them is a black woman running mate. What, what do you say to them? What I say to them is that I'm not acknowledging anybody who's being considered I guaranteed, there are multiple black women being considered. Multiple. So we don't get so much, that's really our time. I apologize. You can't do that to black media. You know I can't do that to white media and black media because my wife has to go on at six o'clock. Okay. Oh, oh, I'm in trouble. Listen, you got to come see us when you come to New York, BP Biden. I f- will. It's a long way until November. We got more questions. You got more questions. But I tell you, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, and you ain't black. It don't have nothing to do with Trump. It has to do with the fact I want something for my community. I would
1: love to. And there it is.
0: <laughs> oh, Joe. I know. I know. Ah, well, I'm a fan of Charlemagne the God sometimes. So I'm good a fan interview. of him most
1: of the time. I just wish I agreed with him more.
0: Yeah, that's what I, yeah. I love his come up. You know what I mean? I remember yes. when he was on the Wendy Williams show. So yes. I really like the come up of Charlemagne the God. I mean, really nice from a career standpoint. But Joe, Okay, Joe. but here's, here's the thing.
1: Have you ever, I say this, I already know the answer. Have you ever said something that you just had no business saying?
0: Absolutely. And so for me,
1: it's like, it's not just the thing that he said, but, you know, how you handle it afterward you own it so you can own it you can apologize you can lean into it and he chose the apology route and so what i want to know is was that really the right way to go because in my mind after days of riots across the country and president trump responding you know with his very disgusting answer that really just disregards the lives of the people on the ground If you're Joe Biden, if he had not apologized, he literally could have sat back and said, the president is making my point for me. He could have sat back and let the president make his point again.
0: Here's the communication strategy that people keep missing is that and what has resonated with people, good, bad or indifferent, is that your current president says what he says without apology. And it is shot straight from the hip. Doesn't mean that it's correct or it's accurate or anything of that nature, but he leans into a space of communicated ignorance in such a way that he owns it all the time. And I just don't understand why people have not got why we're trying to be so polished, articulate with our words, when all you need to do is speak from your heart. Because he's speaking from his heart, not a good heart, but he's speaking from it. I just don't get it. Are we talking about Trump? Yes, I went back to Trump. He's speaking from his heart. Are we talking about Trump not say his heart? I didn't say his heart was yes. good. Because, you know, not all hearts yes. are good, but he is speaking from his heart. Because you feel it, right? It resonates. You feel it. You feel that level of mistreatment and disdain for people in human life. You feel it but it's his heart. I'm not sure all the time if our candidates are speaking from their heart.
1: Well, Joe Biden, unfortunately, has taken on this whole persona of almost like stumbling, bumbling Joe. And if he would just kind of lean into some of his mistakes, maybe that's the thing. Maybe for him, they really are mistakes, right? For Trump, none of it is a mistake. It's just what he was thinking. In his mind, he will say, I'm saying what everybody else is thinking. That's what people always say when they say something that is egregious and horrible. Well, I'm just saying what everybody else is thinking. You know, <laughs> Joe Biden is full of apology because he has an actual sense of what's right and what's wrong. And I just think he just doesn't know what to do with black people, unfortunately. <laughs> right? And so he felt like he had stepped on a hornet's nest. And so he apologized right away. But I'm also very interested in who got really offended because i feel like it's really the fancy black people who got most offended. Now it is very true that <laughs> it is very true that no white person has any business telling any of us how to be black because you know 30 million black people in the country that means there are 30 million ways to be black. That's right. That said, you know i think like he that's could, uh, repeatable. That's repeatable. That is what i tell my children every day. That is every repeatable. Day. Every day. Don't let anybody tell you how to be black. Not white people, exactly. not black people, not anybody because whatever you're doing right now is a way of being Black. It is as Black as anything you can think of, just because if you living in your skin, doing whatever you're doing.
0: You're being
1: Black. You know, I think about that, and it's just like, man, it's almost like he could have just stopped short of the apology, though. He could have just said, I had no business saying that, and stop. I feel like the people who got really upset about it are the ones who, like us, live in these... We move in multiple circles in multiple spaces, right? We're the ones whose blackness gets questioned because we move in all these different spaces, it gets questioned by white people, it and gets questioned black by black people. people. I'll give you the example. I think I told you this before about the person who I was working with on some volunteer stuff who said to me, and this is not the first white person who has said this to me, Well, I'm blacker than you are. And it's just like, No, 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 you grew up poor. I get it, I understand, but. You know, right now, your child and my child can be walking down the street, and I am the only one who is concerned about my child's mortal safety. Mm. And that's the Blackness. So, like, if you want to compare what it is to be Black, I'll take your poor over the possibility of my child being harmed just for being who he is.
0: Yeah. It's so layered. No one should tell you how to be. How to be a woman, how to be Black, how to be anything. No one should tell you how to be, be yourself. You know, we raise kids. We say you be yourself, be an original. Mm-hmm. Then you become an adult and you morph into these different groups and these different things. And then Joe says what he says. And then you're like, well, I'm a Republican. I'm not a liberal. And how dare he say that I'm not black because I vote for Trump. Now, on the record, I didn't because your eyes are going because I use the personal pronoun I. You're like, no. what? You know what? That's I actually, that's actually. I did not- it. That's not what did it for me. What
1: did it for me was you said, I'm a Republican, not a liberal.
0: I'm not. Democrat. It's It's Republican. Republican. And and I'm quoting, let me tell you, because yesterday I'm driving in my car and I'm listening to Urban Radio, the Karen Hunter show, and she's talking about what's going on. And this man calls and he wants to first talk about the fact that he's not a Republican or a liberal. And isn't that what people are saying now versus Republican and Democrat? No. Most people are when they are thinking about the word. Democrat has been replaced by liberal, it seems.
1: This is something that's happening.
0: Yes. It's a polluting of
1: the waters in the communication space. This whole business of talking about every Democrat as a liberal is absolute pollution. So it is true that within the Democratic Party, and we're seeing it right now, we're seeing it play out in terms of these traditional Democrats and these liberal Democrats. And the liberal Democrats are the ones like the AOCs and the ones who are very far to the left. But I think, you know, it's an interesting sort of conflation that has made its way into the general parlance that republican or liberal right and to my
0: point and to my point see how this is turning to from a i don't like it but i I don't like it but we're going there from a communication strategy standpoint from a communication strategy standpoint republicans right wrong or indifferent do not apologize They are straight-laced. They're going down this road, even though it's a dark, dark road. Let me just say that. So dark. Even though it is a dark, dismal road, they are going down this road. They are not looking back. They are not misstepping. They are straight-laced. Democrats do not yet own their communication space nor their communication agenda, which is why he is disfluent. Fluency comes by being able to be clear about your position in space. Democrats are not clear about their position in space. And so what's happening is that he who is most fluent is most believable. It's like watching a car accident. Even though both people have seen and have observed the same accident, the person who can tell the story with fluency Even if they are inaccurate, you believe them.
1: So that's true. And it's been true for a long time that Republicans are just, they're just better at the party line than Democrats. But that's because one of their core social values is obedience. There is the party line and you better not step your butt out of line. So if the president says it, even if it's crazy, everybody just gets in line. Well, the president said it, right? Everybody gets right. in line. That's actually not one of the social values of Democrats in this country, in part because Democrats cast such a wide net. And there are all these groups that are actually working to sort of push the edges of that, yeah. of that space. So they're carving out identities that we've never heard before. Right? Right. Every decade, there's this new bubble of identities. But and this is where I won't so much say Republican, but I will say conservative. It is a conservative value. Sameness is a conservative value. Consistency is a conservative value for good or bad. Um, And obedience, obedience slash loyalty. Loyalty, you know, sounds like one thing, but in, in other ways it takes the form of obedience. Yes. So you put all those things together And yeah, they look like they know what they're talking about because everybody's saying the same thing. It's so interesting because at any given point, you can turn on TV, radio, whatever. You turn it on and whatever the Republican line is for the day, you'll hear it from the president and you'll hear it right on down the line from, you know, senators to representatives to state government. And it's the same line. It's almost like somebody just emailed them like, this is the line today. Everybody say these words. You'll hear it filtered right on down to conservative media. I admire it, to be honest with you.
0: That's what I'm saying. I'm not mad at that level of, you know, let's keep our arguments. I think it's being
1: used for horrible things, but yes, I admire the yes technique. Yes, it
0: is. The technique, and that's the thing. I'm saying mm. have your discussions behind closed doors. It's like two parents. You're going to disagree about some things because of your own environments, how you were reared, and all of that kind of stuff. But when you go out to face the kids, and you're talking about who's punished and why you are of one mind. And I'm just saying at some point your communication has to be of one mind. But that to your point the republican line that they follow of obedience is rooted also in a very warped christian principle. It's so Which principle warped. is that it's the one that they have, that slavery, it's all of the ones that just kind of keep people down. And I did say warped. I said warped.
1: No, you said a warped Christian principle. I'm saying, yes. what's the principle?
0: The one that they have taken, the one that they took and twisted it around in such a way. The that principle of think, what? The principle of obedience.
1: Oh my goodness.
0: I, they made muck out of it. They reimagined and told us what obedience should be.
1: So that is true, but it's also true that diversity is just messy, right? It's just messy because anytime you get in line and we all get our story straight (laughs) and we all, you know, we all are telling one story, that means that 500 other stories don't get told. And so the whole point of this whole liberal project is to make sure that lots of people's stories get told. It is inherently messy.
0: Sameness is not what we are after. That's what they're after, but it's not what we are after at all. But there has to be at least at some point, a true agenda that is communicated with clarity. And if the person who is representing us, he's got my vote. What I need is that team that's working with him to work on his ability to be fluent And to lean into the mistake. No one appreciates a leader who makes a mistake and zips out of it, apologizes, and then wants to dip back in it, makes another one, but never owns the mistake or leans in. Nobody appreciates that level of leadership.
1: As old as he is, nobody is putting him on any different course. He's going to continue to bumble and fumble. But you're right. If they can just say, you know what, Joe, lean in. because yeah. These comments are not coming from a very dark heart. They're coming from, you know, a good place. No. I think. But um, yeah, I mean, like lean into it. Like, man, I messed up. shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have have said said that. It's not the same as I apologize to every member of the African-American community.
0: Kim got to apologize to me. He just say, oops, (laughs) my bad. I got excited. I got Shouldn't excited have said it. too much.
1: <laughs> Shouldn't have said
0: it. Right. Uh, <laughs> but I just wonder, you know, why are we talking about two men over the age of 70 running for president? That uh, is just disenchanting to me. Two it is disenchanting. Over the age of 70, because I feel like the political fields will be leveled when someone, an elderly, uh, over 70 or above Latino man or Hispanic man or a Black man or a Native American man or woman, let me say that, can run for president. Well, we have to be young and healthy, bank account, <laughs> do all of this stuff. We have to do all of this stuff, have a nuclear family, get all this stuff, and you could be 70.
1: Okay, but I kinda love that it's dueling 70 year olds. I love that they're both these old men, only because both of them are this thing. It's like spy versus spy. It's old white man versus old white dude. White man.
0: Yeah. And so true. True.
1: And then also if you think about the fact that like they're old, there's something kind of great about that. So Donald Trump is this terrible person, but also he's old. So he's stripped away all of the stuff that's just like, I care about how I appear. I care about the things I say. He's got that old person thing where he's just like, I'm going to say whatever I want, right? Exactly. And then Joe Biden has this crazy thing where, I don't know, maybe he stumbles, maybe he doesn't. But basically, he's saying whatever he wants, too. And so isn't it kind of great? Because you have, you know, Senor Darkheart Very true. saying whatever he wants, revealing himself to all of us. And then you have, you know, Joe over here, Uncle Joe, who's also saying whatever he wants. You know, you kind of look at him with a side eye a little bit, but in the end, eh, it's not really harming anybody.
0: He's not harming anybody.
1: (laughs) He was just so comfortable. Yes. He's talking to Charlemagne. He's like, come on, man, man. It's like, you know, you come on, man. It's killing me how you're just it's one of those things that people do when they think they're relating to you or something. And I wish they would stop.
0: Here is the hard pill. As a culture, Mm -hmm. we have made everyone comfortable with not only adopting parts of, you know, our culture, stereotyped or not, because there's so many layers of who we are. So we've made everyone comfortable we've allowed everyone in. We've given everyone a seat on the couch. We've invited most people to the barbecue because remember, we don't say you're not invited to the barbecue. It's like you can no longer come to the barbecue. That means that person has arrived. They have eaten the ribs and tasted the special barbecue (laughs) sauce. They get the flavor. And when they, they do something wrong, they are no longer invited back to the barbecue. We've done all of that. We have allowed people to say, I support you. And you say, thank you for being an ally and using your privilege. We've given wind to all of this stuff and this communication latitude. So yeah, he said it. He said it because we let him say anything he wants to at the barbecue. See, we've had no boundaries.
1: That was well said.
0: Thank you. I didn't even rehearse that.
1: (laughs) Uh, we let everybody come to the barbecue. We do.
0: We do. They've had how
1: ribs many? and now they think they're in the family.
0: And they think they're in the family. Mm-hmm. What they don't know is that the culture is that if you need a bed to stay in, I'll let you stay in my bed. I may not like you, I may not like your mother, but you don't have a place to stay tonight. So we don't always let people know how we truly feel about them. We just will always serve a need in front of us we are the ultimate givers. So many people say, oh my goodness, they gave me a bed. They gave me a plate of food, but they don't realize we do that for everybody who needs a plate. There are other places and cultures where you have to prove who you are to get a plate, prove who you are to get a seat at the table. Yes, it's We don't true. do that. We it's don't true. do that to anybody. It's true. We thank everybody. And so when you enter professional spaces and you're on the boards, they're like, oh, she has an opinion. Oh, she's saying things. Oh, she disagrees with her. How dare she? That's how what's her name? The woman in the park. That's how Amy Cooper is shocked because. She was invited to the barbecue. She went to the fundraiser. She's on the divert the boards in her community. She bought a she, plate at the dinner. She bought a plate at the dinner, at the Obama dinner. She did all of those things, but she has never acknowledged the brain power of the brown people at the barbecue. And so when the brain starts to speak, she's like, Who are you to tell me anything? All your job in life is to offer me a plate and a plate. That's all you do. I didn't know you speak to, and then you're going to tell me a rule. That's how he got away with it. That's why everybody gets away with saying crazy stuff. Cause we let them, we thank them. We do let them. We do we let, them. let them. And we thank them for using their privilege to help us. I don't thank anybody for their privilege until they thank me for using my privilege. You well, you thank you know what? for using my privilege, I'll thank you for using yours.
1: So you're talking about a different space altogether when you say oh, yeah. we let them say or do whatever they want to say. I'm taking it all the way down to the <laughs> N-word. Down to the N-word. This yes. is not about thank you for being an ally and using your privilege kind of stuff. This is about us not even have basic agreement on how we will let ourselves be talked about yes. in, in lots of spaces. But yes. the fact that we cannot agree on this issue, and the fact that everybody can come to the barbecue means that you have some very squishy understanding of who gets to use it, you know, rules about who gets to use it, who's not supposed to use it. My position is nobody should be using it at all. It's a vulgar, ugly, ugly word, but you're well, right. We let them in, we let them, we in. Let them
0: in, we let them in, and, and it, they tasted it,
1: they tasted we, it, they decided to taste. It tastes nice. They like that little spice in their mouth.
0: That's right. They like that mild sauce.
1: That's not mild sauce. That's
0: not mild sauce. Well, I love pizza. That's hot.
1: Sauce. That's hot sauce. We're talking about the N word. Right? What you talking about?
0: Oh, okay. I was still, talk- <laughs> I was still talking about barbecue. <laughs> but it's like the word B-I-T-C-H, right? Mm-hmm. And it's that word and how all of a sudden... That's in place of my girls. That's a word that's used in place of friend. That's a word that's used in place of women. Why? Because we allowed it.
1: So I had a client who used to play basketball in college. And every time I would call her, she'd be like, what's up, girl? And I'm like, oh, this is a business relationship. And she was my client, so I couldn't be like, stop it. Yeah. But it was terrible every single time. And she was another one of them who, because I didn't use, like I didn't call my friends, you know, girl this and girl that all the time. And so in her mind, because she played basketball with a bunch of black girls and maybe that's the way they talked, she's just like, well, I've got this lexicon and you don't use that lexicon. And I know that's what people use. And so what's wrong with you? Yeah, It reminds me very much of what was happening in that interview with Joe Biden talking to Charlemagne, you know, come on, man, and man, and man, you know, it reminds me so much of this client going, girl, girl, I'm just like, stop it. I don't like it. Stop it. But again, I had no business saying that
0: Mm -hmm. is -hmm. what it comes down to. Yeah. It's like, I'm on, you know, uh, professional talk or I'm speaking about something, you know, with a group of colleagues and someone describes their employees and they'll say, yeah, you know, all of my girls. And I'm like, what do you run a brothel? This is not a, you run a business. They're not your girls. They're your staff. They're people that work with you. Your girls, you treat your girls nice. I'm like, oh, and you're the madam. What is this? But that's another
1: one of those that's another one of those cultural differences, you know. It's yeah. so interesting because so I was uh donating some clothes. So I'm putting the clothes in the bin and this guy, <laughs> this old man, old white man, drives by in his truck and he goes, That's a good girl, that's a good girl. And I'm mm. like, <laughs> mm. Who's a good girl? I'm a good girl. You're a
0: good girl. <laughs>
1: One of the things I was telling my husband is, you know, this whole notion of calling women girls, it's a cultural thing. But if you look for stock photography, for example, and you can try this, just go to Google and say, look for, you know, boy on computer. And you will find images of boys, not men, on computer. If you Google girl on computer you will get images of 20-something-year-old women. As long as you're attractive and young and an adult, you're considered a girl doing something. And you might get a couple of actual girls mixed in there. But mm. you know, if you are a young woman anywhere into up to maybe 30, you're a girl. It's so interesting. That like. is
0: very interesting.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Wow. For so long, I never wanted to call my daughter girl. And I'll say things like "Hey, girl, girl." So I put two. I say it twice, so people okay. know it's a nickname. Okay. Versus, you have you're at liberty to call her girl. Yes. Yes. So I say, "Hey, girl, girl." That's my girl, girl. So I use two, so people would think that's her nickname, my mm-hmm. nickname for her. Versus, "Hey, girl," because that's not how right. that's not the kind of party we play. And yeah, I know she's no. just four, but no, no, yep. But that, dare I say, gender identity and how we define people and what we use. Because, you know, what is the male equivalent of B-I-T-C-H? I I think it's the N-word. Is it? (sighs) Well, that's just terrible. Yes, it is. It's all terrible. That is terrible. Oh, this isn't good at all. We have so much work to do. I hate all of it. I hate
1: when women say, Oh, well, it's a term of endearment for my friends, really, because I don't call any of my friends that word. In fact, the truth is, <laughs> the only people I call that word tend to be men when I feel a certain way about them. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. And I don't use the N-word at all. because I think No, we vibe. do not use the N-word. There is a different word. Vile.
1: It is There
0: is a different word that we use, but we won't tell them that word. <laughs> then they'll start to, oh, that's the word. No, oh, no, no, no. no. You may not use that word and we will not tell you the word here. (laughs) So I hope that Joe's campaign is listening to our recommendations.
1: I do hope so. I do hope so. And I hope they tell him to just lean into some of these gaffes. Not all of them, obviously. But come on, you can't apologize for every doggone thing, especially not with the current occupant of the Oval Office.
0: They're going to have to work on his verbal fluency. Mm. No, I don't think. It's verbal fluency. You Old can, you dog. You can correct. Old dog, Landria. Listen, That's a new trick. Listen, I'm a therapist. I'm going to just put that hat on for a minute. I'm going to take it off real fast. You don't do Before geriatric her. therapy, but go ahead. I have. I <laughs> okay. trained for it. I trained for all right, it. All right. You can improve verbal fluency in people. Yes, you can. All right. Yes. So funny. Every time I listen, I'm like, ah, come on, people.
1: See, the problem is... Oh, he only has two modes. The first mode is decidedly not fun when he's on script. And you know, he's just on script and it's the worst. And when he's on script, I just really want him to get to that comfortable place where he just kind of says the thing. Yeah. But then when he gets to that comfortable place, some of the time, some of the time, he
0: just puts his foot in it and it's just like, man, but I like Comfortable Joe, you know? I like Comfortable Joe too. Comfortable Joe needs to have some executive language skills so that there's a level of prediction and forethought in what he says before he says it, and that can be fixed too. Landria,
1: so you are telling me that in all his years as a senator, as vice president, that no one tried this, and now while he's under pressure running this campaign is the moment for him to put on some new skills.
0: So I'm an elitist, and I'm going to say this. He was in Delaware. Apologies to our listeners in Delaware.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say anything.
0: Right, right. I, was, I, I, stuck, I, I stepped in it. I That's stepped right. in it. and so there. Would you a say, different... yeah, I said it. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> see, see how you're doing? Yes, I said it. There is a different level of communication expectation across geographic boundaries. So an East Coast person, is ex- a New Yorker, is expected to have a certain communication style. A person from Delaware is pretty much, from a communication style standpoint, there is no style. So the expectations of how he would perform as a senator and commu- so he just had to get the job done a new yorker i mean look at coop was it Cuomo? como the brother andrew cuomo, cuomo. cuomo thank you cuomo i mean there is a level of style that he has so it's not just what he says it's how he says it it's not that he's just been able to pass legislation or not as governor it's the style of who he it's his persona
1: but that's fine i mean you can say what you say with no style but that doesn't mean you have to trip over yourself every time you do it
0: nobody listens to you if you say what you say with no style so what are you saying about delaware i
1: mean i guess are you saying that delaware has no style even if delaware has no style is the point is even if delaware has no style (laughs) even if that is true after all these years, he shouldn't be tripping over whatever he's saying, whether it's something or nothing. I mean, it, it well, just no, let it no come.
0: One has, if no one has corrected you, and it's not been a, a level of focus, uh. you've had multiple times to be disfluent. So he's had, it's like, you know, teaching a child how to, you know, say the letter A, when they see the letter A. If every time they say C, every time they say A, every time you show them A, and that happens 20 times, They've had 20 times, 20 opportunities that they've gotten it wrong. So the likelihood of them saying A becomes lessened just because they're used to being a certain way or having a certain answer.
1: for Joe Biden's team called Landria Seals Green, (laughs) she can fix them.
0: (laughs) Apparently. Well, you know, ethically, I cannot say that I can fix anything. I can. (laughs) Well, to Joe Biden's team, (laughs) if you want to design a hard-nosed approach for winning, I'd advise you in terms of marketing and all the other innovative things that need to happen, Jamila Carrington-Smith is your woman. Oh shucks. We both got a job. (laughs) 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 Thanks for listening and look out soon for season one. To contact us to give us comments or show topic suggestions, email us at fancyblacklady at gmail.com or find us on our social media handles, Fancy Black Lady.